Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Hey men, thank you for joining me. Welcome to the cafe. It's a wonderful day here at the cafe. We are on part four of a four-part series on where the gospel shows up in scripture. Do you know scripture is absolutely riddled with the gospel? The gospel is all over scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. You can find many signs and uh, emblematic things in the Old Testament pointing to the gospel as well as prophecy. And in the New Testament, of course, there's so much information about the gospel, especially in Paul's epistles, uh, his letters, but also even in First uh, Peter and many other books, amen, of the gospel or of the Bible we see the gospel so clearly pronounced and shared. And here in this final part, we are looking at um, the rewards of serving the Lord after you're saved, as well as a few more New Testament scriptures that showcase the gospel and the idea of the substitutionary death. And then a few Old Testament scriptures, and you'll want to listen for that because that's really fascinating how clear the gospel is written in the Old Testament. And so we'll do that here today. I'm excited to share it with you. So we'll dive right in. And thirdly, I guess I should say, there's heavenly rewards. And so as you live for the Lord, when you die and you're with the Lord, you're at the Bema seat or the reward seat. Amen. Uh, I've, I've heard it described as kind of like an Olympic ceremony where you stand on the platform to get your, your wreath or your medal, and you get rewards for what you did out of the working of the Holy Spirit that wasn't going to bring you glory, but bring God glory. That's how I understand the rewards. And that's why we live for the Lord after we're saved for heavenly rewards. And we understand that those rewards are not temporal. They're not temporal. You know, um, my daughter graduated kindergarten yesterday. She got a reward. Uh, She got a certificate that was laminated uh, for being a good friend to students in class. And she got a bag of candy. Well, let me tell you, that bag of candy has already been eaten. I saw the wrapper on the floor in the kitchen this morning. And that certificate, even though it's laminated, eventually will dissolve. It'll eventually go away. It won't last eternity. And so a reward here on earth, even a reward for a kindergartner is temporal and a reward in heaven is eternal. And that's why we're told to focus on the heavenly reward. It's so much better. Okay, here, moving down a few more verses in the New Testament. And these are not all the verses. It's not authoritative. I'm I'm guessing you assume that this is not authoritative. This is just what I found in my research that I thought was applicable that could help you and be a blessing to you. Hebrews 2, 14 through 17, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all all their lifetime subject to bondage. Oh man, look at this. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, look at this. Look how poetic what God did is look how, look at the poetry behind this. Okay. The devil scaring everybody with fear of death. I've never met anyone that is not afraid of death when they're afraid or anxious because they're sick or they're in a dangerous situation. What are they really afraid of death? Amen. The thought of death is what scares people. And so death destroyed death through God. Amen. And destroyed the power of the devil. 
and to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So they were living in the bondage of sin, the bondage of this carnal world, fearing death, fearing that all you have is this world and this world is broken and all this horribleness that's in this world. And Christ freed us from all this. Hebrews 2, 16 through 17, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And so that's what Christ did, amen. <clears throat> he did everything, <clears throat> excuse me, to be, to be the one that reconciles man to God. We are now reconciled to God if we've been saved. And that wasn't always the case. Remember I mentioned in the intro that we had a sin debt that couldn't be paid. And that sin to a holy God was a reproach that he couldn't be around. It was warfare with God, enmity with God. And Christ, by dying on the cross and shedding his precious blood, and when we accept Christ as Savior, now that has gone away. There is no more uh, <clears throat> warfare with God. There is peace with God. We have a relationship with God. We are made right with God. First Timothy 1.15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. And this is Paul again writing to his understudy Timothy, that Christ came to save all sinners. And think about what Paul did for the gospel and Paul's great sacrifice, and he calls himself the chiefest sinner. And that should really convict us. First Timothy 2, 5 through 6, last New Testament verse I got for you. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. <clears throat> so in due time, in the future, we will then be able to see this gospel played out. We will see believers in heaven and we'll see unbelievers in hell. And we will see a true and just judgment from a true and just God. And Christ is our mediator. Christ is the one that we claim uh, as our savior. So the Old Testament, I've just got a few verses here compared to the new. Um, <clears throat> this worked out as six pages, by the way, in my notes. And six is the number of man. And so this, I believe, is absolutely applicable for man. Amen. The Old Testament, probably I try to lead with kind of the clearest idea of the gospel in the Old Testament. Isaiah 53, four through five. <clears throat> You've probably heard this verse before. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. You know, if you think about that, that's really, really obviously prophetic, but also touching. And um, it should move you that he bore our griefs, he carried our sorrows. And we didn't esteem him. He was smitten of God, he was afflicted. We didn't do anything about it. We lived in sin while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. So he is beaten, bruised, cut and awfully crucified the most brutal death that man has ever faced so that we could be healed. Do you see the poetry in this? 
Do you see the idea, the, the, the idea that you have one, one person, a sinner, that is now made whole by Christ, and you have another that is sinless, that is God in the flesh, that is bruised and stricken and afflicted and wounded for our sin. That's incredible, and that's what Christ did for us. That's the Old Testament, by the way. And you say, well, how come Jewish people can't see this in the Old Testament? The Bible tells us that the Lord has blinded them for a season, but that after we are raptured out, he will turn back to them. He's not done with the Jewish people. Psalm 16:10, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. So we start seeing the idea, even in the Psalms, David's writing about the idea of salvation and having eternal life with him and not being in hell. It also shows us that they knew about hell back then. Deuteronomy 18:15, the Lord thy God will raise up thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. And so Deuteronomy 18.15, Moses is writing here that a prophet, capital P, is going to come and that he will be like Moses and we should hearken to him. Deuteronomy 32.4, he is the rock, capital R, rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. So how can Moses in Deuteronomy know about Christ? Well, Moses in his earthly mind couldn't, but who was Moses spending time with? God. Who was Moses talking to? God. And so God gave it to Moses, and Moses communicated it in Deuteronomy. 2 Samuel 7.13, He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And this is the idea of the seed of David. And so we understand that Jesus comes from the line of David. 1 Chronicles 16.35, And say ye, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us together, and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. And we see here in First Chronicles that people, God's people, are calling out for salvation and calling out and saying they're going to give him praise and glory. I hope we're doing that today because God gave us salvation. We don't have to call out for salvation in the sense that God gave us a way to be saved because he did through Christ Jesus. Job 19 through 25, Job is looked at as the oldest book in the Bible. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Now, what does Job know about a Redeemer? In his earthly mind, nothing. But who was Job speaking to or speaking with? God. And so God gave it to him. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at that latter day upon the earth. And we understand that in the latter days that Christ will actually stand at the Battle of Armageddon. There's literally a place called the Valley of Megiddo. There is literally a place that you can go to now that we understand that that battle will take place and Christ will stand there in that latter day. Amen. And he will also be made king over a whole world. It'll be a wonderful, wonderful day. Psalm 2-7, I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, thou art my son this day, have I begotten thee? Here we are talking about the only begotten son. Isaiah seven fourteen. therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So we see in Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah here in the Old Testament, talking about a virgin-born son named Emmanuel, who is God is with us. I mean, you hear these verses, especially around the holidays, and do we ever really think on them? Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, 
the Prince of Peace. And that is our Christ Jesus. And we see that again in Isaiah 9. How could Isaiah know if not from God himself? And so these are just selective verses. There is much more than this, but this group of verses should absolutely give you the knowledge. And I thank you. If you've hung on this long, I thank you. And I believe the Lord will bless you in that you now have the scripture uh, uh, preached to you that has been preached to me in times past that I've studied, that, that maybe you've studied, that will enlighten and embolden your walk with the Lord and help you win others. You can share this with others. Give it to them and let them know, hey, there is plenty of scripture on what the gospel is and when it happened and why it's important and how you can be saved and what it does. I mean, there's just so much. Places in scripture that show the gospel. As our time is start coming to an end here, and I, through this four-part series, I, I want to encourage you, if you missed any of the four uh, episodes here on KJV Cafe, you can go to you, um, Facebook or YouTube. But you go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash KJV Cafe. And I have a video there that walks through all uh, the whole thing, 44 minutes. And it's actually, the video is a Bible text that I'll highlight as I go through these messages in one stop. And it's very uh, helpful to watch, to study on. I shared it with my family. I preached a, 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 I would say, abbreviated version of it at church on Sunday morning. And we've been sharing it with others as we can, because it's a way to share the gospel in a non-confrontational tone. And I, I'm all about confrontational soul winning, knock on the door, asking if they're going to heaven. I think that's wonderful. But I also think there's a contingent that needs something like this, that is proof scriptural without a doubt. The gospel is through the Bible, through and through, and is true, and it is in Jesus Christ alone. So commit to sharing God's word with someone today. Please do that. It would be a blessing to you and to them. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.